say, Colin? <laughs> you know, for me, you're in the future. Like, uh, like a man on the moon or in a tin pan. Welcome to the Eat Radio Podcast. And here's your host, Colin Pope from Eat Magazine. Hi, and welcome back to the Eat Magazine Podcast. We are doing something very experimental in this episode where we're going to ask you to really come on us a journey I guess a journey with us we're going to ask you to be looking and listening at the same time really get in here and and see what we're talking about so if you click in the link that'll be on your phone or your iPad or your tablet or any device you've got your computer click on the first link inside this podcast and you'll be able to come in and see the images on the website as we we go through this photographic tour and with that we'll jump straight into it Hi, thanks for joining us today here at Eat Magazine. I'm uh, very pleased to be with Peter Withiel. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Peter? Yep, yes. Okay, great. And uh, you're in Auckland, is that right? That's correct. Yep. And uh, you've been, I guess, photographing on and off uh, for Silicon Beach, which is a, another podcast I do in the startup arena uh, in in Melbourne here. You've been photographing with us, I, I guess, you know, on and off, I suppose, for the last sort of six to nine months yes and um you're going to be sharing some tips and tricks with us from your your trip i guess you've, you've been to a few places recently haven't you yes i have yeah i travel a lot and i do a lot of travel for work as well and after hours i always try to go and do some photography okay brilliant all right great yeah. well i'm always i'm always impressed by the shots that you take at silicon beach certainly yeah. uh, the people shots i'm not a great People photographer for some reason, um, although I can do it from time to time. And so I just thought it's a great opportunity to share with our listeners, uh, I guess, some of your um, photographic philosophy, if you want to call it that. Um, and so with that, I just um, wanted to jump into one of the first photographs you've taken. Yeah. And for anyone that's listening, uh, whether you're on the podcast or you might be on YouTube, you can just click in the top link of this podcast. It'll take you straight through to the website with these images. So you'll be able to sort of follow us as we go through each of the images with Peter. So just having a look here, Peter. So this yeah. first image that we're looking at now is called View of Table Mountain from Robin Island. So yeah. Do you want to tell us where you are and what that image is of? Well, that's um, anybody that goes to Cape Town who has the slightest bit of interest in history should really take a trip, the boat ride to Robben Island. That's where Nelson Mandela and all of his um, um, other friends were imprisoned for all that time during the dark years in South Africa. But now you can go there and it's a really good tour. And this gives you a view of Table Mountain from um, the rest house or the toilets in Robben Island. So it's, it's a stunning view and it's just such a dark place, such a dark history. So there's a big contrast of, of what's happening here. Yep, absolutely. And so we're looking out across the rocks there. We can see the yep. ocean smashing up. And then we're looking straight out across Table Mountain, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And it's Cape that, Town. And there's Cape Town sitting underneath yeah. the top of that mountain. Brilliant. So 
Um, do you want to tell us what, uh, what camera are you using? I've got a Canon 6D Mark II, which is a full frame. It's an entry-level full frame um, camera. I think they call it a Procon, which is a consumer professional type. It's not a full professional. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, so for anyone that's listening, how would that compare to somebody like mine? I've got a, the Canon, as you know, the Canon 550D. So are you a few models up, up the stream or? I think five yes oh yes i think the 550 is um it's a crop sensor so you don't um yeah i'm not really technical on the diff but i do know that the, the 60 mark ii is the first level entry yep for a, a a full frame camera from canon and they're quite new it's a new one that they have fantastic and what lens are you using there well, this is the th it's all about the lens, actually. I've got the Canon EF 70-200 f2.8. Okay, yep. IS2. IS okay. uh, they, they just released the IS3, but that's, um, the differences between the two are, are not very um, marked. But this is a, it's a telephoto zoom lens, and it's um, probably their best lens that they have. It's very fast and very good. Okay, yep. Brilliant. And just before we move on to the next image, um, you said something to me once about my my old Canon 550D, which I'm still banging around with, still seems to take an okay kind of shot, depending on the uh, user, of course, which is, you know, me sometimes, some days better than others. But uh, you said once that you, you thought the camera was still great, but um, I might just need a better lens. Is that right? I've always been told, um, and I've, I'm still doing a, a photography course, but I've always been told that it's more about the lens. Lenses last forever. The camera body comes and goes. So you can take a very good lens and put it on a, a I wouldn't say a bad body, but a, a non-professional type body and still get a very, very good photograph out of that. Yeah, okay, okay, brilliant, fantastic. Well, look, we might just move on to the next uh, image as we go through. Now, this is, um, how do we pronounce the name of that reserve? Aquila. Yeah, Aquila Game Reserve on yeah. Western Cape. Wow. So yeah. what are we looking at here? Oh, that's just the... the I, I also... I don't really have a genre of photography that I, I'm kind of specialising in because I just do it part-time. I try to do everything to learn as much about it as I can, but that's a Milky Way. Wow. Looking at the, looking at the cottages in within the, the Game Reserve. So. Right, fantastic. And so... How, how is that one of those shots where you have it going and it's burning for hours in order to get it or no? No, because if you have it, the camera, if you have the shutter open for longer than about 30 seconds, you get the stars will move. Right. Yeah. So okay. this is a, uh, this is a different lens. This is the wide angle zoom lens. Okay. And it has, um, that's a 16 to 35 millimeter, but I, I have it at a, an F4, I think. And the shutter speed was about 30 seconds. Right. Fantastic. Okay. Brilliant. Because also there's, there's a lot of light in the foreground and, uh, um, you know, I had to be very careful not to blow out the whole photograph with that overpowering light from the, it was pitch black actually. It's those yeah. lights. there are not as bright as they look. It's just the camera shows them up like that. Okay. And so how did you manage that? How did you manage to do that so that you didn't blow it out? I just mucked around with the exposure a bit and, um, 
uh, and I put it into Lightroom and added a neutral density filter on it to pull back the the brightness of the bottom. But it's okay. also, this is done on a tripod. Okay, yep, of course, fantastic. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about um, why it's important to use a tripod, particularly at night for people when they're trying to take these shots? Uh, I think that if you go anything, uh, there's a rule um, with lenses that if you have a shutter speed that is slower than twice the focal length of the um, lens, you can get lens shake, even though you do have image stabilization, you can still get lens shake. A lot of the photographs that I've taken for Silicon Beach pitch night um, in the low light with all that red, I've had to put the shutter speed on um, quite slow. And a lot of them have been, they're not really out of focus. You can just see that there's shutter shake. So if you stick it on a, a tripod, you don't have to worry about shutter shake. Yeah, okay. I think I'm tremendous with my shutter shake. I think I really, you know, shake it like other people can. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly at Silicon Beach. But anyway, yeah. okay, great. So um, let's have a look then at the, how do I pronounce this pier? I'm Schlonger. Yeah, right. Wow. This, this is in Durban. And this pier is just quite stunning to photograph. Um, this is a sunrise, and again, you can see the sea looks like almost cotton wool. So it's a, this is a long shutter speed with, I think I used the neutral density filter on this. So I had an ND6, and the shutter speed is probably something like two minutes. Okay, yep. So it's on F22, the yep. highest F. This is with a zoom, uh, with a wide angle again. Right. So it'll be an F22 um, on bulb mode, which on bulb mode, you can leave the shutter open as long as you want to. Yep. So it's about a two-minute shutter speed on this one, F22. And I guess, obviously, you're on the tripod, yeah? Oh, yeah, a tripod, definitely. Yep, yep. Yeah. perfect. Okay, great. They almost look like seals coming out of the ocean there, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Great shot. And the, there's a lot of – those waves are quite rough there, but it's just that the camera now makes it – with the neutral density, it makes it look smooth. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, and then here we are. Wow, we're looking at a couple of rhinos. So this is back at, uh, is it a killer? A killer, yeah. Killer yeah. game reserve. Yeah. And yeah, this uh, one is, is quite, um, this is on, a, on a, a game drive in the morning. And this, there's all, this was very, very cold. So these poor rhino were huddled together for warmth, I suppose. But there's quite a sad story to the rhinos. Last year, they had one of them poached. Oh, okay. And these guys went on a game drive and saw this dead rhino with its horn missing. And they've got a, um, a herd of about six or eight rhino now with two babies, and they have 24-hour guard, armed oh. guard. Okay, yeah. To make sure they don't get poached again. So, yeah, yeah these are white rhino as well. You can see with a flat mouth. Ah, okay. They're, so they're a lot more docile than the black. The black rhinos are quite aggressive. Okay. And so they're sitting in there on the straw bed almost, aren't they? Sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's frost we can see, is it? Yeah, that's frost. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was about minus two. Right. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. And so how, I mean, obviously you're, how close are you and are you, I guess, are you in the car or how does this work? This is an open ute. Okay. Yep. And this is with the, um, this is actually with a 100 to 400 Canon lens. Okay. With a 1.4 times converter. So I'm actually getting really up close to them. Yeah. 
because they're not they stay almost next to the road, but they still on some of the others you can see are very very close to there to try and get the eyes. I like to try and photograph on the eyes on the animals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I guess they're looking pretty sleepy. So yeah, you this ever, is early in the morning. Okay. So are you ever concerned um, about your safety when you're in the reserve? Ah, uh, not really. Not here. They don't really. They've got. They said they don't have. They've got lion. Yeah. Okay. And um, the white rhino and some elephant, but they don't have. Um, no, I think when you're in a vehicle as well, you're not a, you don't, you're not seen as a threat to them. Okay. And and also, I mean, I I know something about elephants is that if if you if you're just parked on the road and they cross your path, then you're okay. If you get in their way, that's when they can get a bit angry. So. Okay. And I wasn't driving. We had a game guide. Okay. Yep. Fantastic. And um, uh, we are looking at. Um, now I'm not going to guess which animal this is because I know I'm going to get, get it wrong. This is the this is the iconic springbuck. Ah, yep. Okay. And you can see that by the brown stripe down its side. Okay. Yeah. And they call that because when they run, they actually jump. They spring. So. Okay. Fantastic. And so I guess they move around a lot. So you're probably lucky to get a bit of a still shot like that, were you? Well, I think this is this is in the evening, and they were actually eat. There's food around there. They were foraging. So. Okay. Yep. All right. Brilliant. So I guess there's this whole kind of menu around in the morning. Uh, there's there's you know, a bit of people like me or animals that are a bit like me, grumpy and sleepy yeah. in the morning. They don't yeah. move. And yeah. In the evening there's grazing <laughs> when it's yeah. safe to come near us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, wow. Okay. Right. So this yeah. uh, this is one of the lions. Yep. They have a pride of lions, um, and this is the, um, I think that this one was the dominant male. There were two males and about four females. Okay. Um, but he was just sitting on top of a, a ridge. Of, that's sandstone or quartz or something. I'm not a geologist. But, yeah, it just looked really nice with the blue background. Yeah. And this, this again, is taken with 100 to 400. Okay. The one times four converter. Okay. And so I guess you're reasonably close. But yeah. you're at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. 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 He looks very content, doesn't he? In the evening sun. It was actually very cold. This is the afternoon. So, okay. yeah, they were yep. sitting up there in the sun, sunbathing. So. Yeah. Just getting a bit of warmth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Great. And so yeah. the elephants have arrived. Those are the two. They've got these two elephants there, and they, they're a new addition, I think, to a relatively new addition. These are two juveniles, males. Yep. And, and so they, they, they're hoping to get some more in there, but if you have too many elephants, they can be very destructive. They just break everything. Okay, yeah. So there's some sort of sustainability about how many um, certain yeah. kinds of animals you can have, particularly yeah. elephants. Yeah. So are they are they going for their early afternoon stroll or yeah yeah early afternoon lunch dinner or whatever it is so. yep okay great fantastic and then um, oh that's, yes so that's a great shot of a zebra's eye yeah yeah yep. yeah the trick with these especially with a long lens like that hundred to four hundred is the shutter speed okay so you have to kind of bump up the ISO a bit. 
to make sure you can keep the shutter speed um, at twice the focal length. Otherwise, you do that camera shake is a pain. Yeah. Okay. I've got lots of photographs that are really good, but when you zoom into them like this, they are not in focus properly. Yeah. Okay, great. And you've caught the light beautifully on the front of his, uh, on the front of his nose there. Yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing shot. So, so I guess, I, I, I suppose it's all sort of timing as well, the way you're capturing the light. Yeah. Yeah. And so this element, this elephant is on the move. And yeah, yeah, I call him camp because of the way he lifts his foot there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they came strolling down the road yeah. and went, and there, there were two, the one, the other one was behind this one, so. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Okay, brilliant. And um, so, okay, wow, so that's a black yeah. rhino, is it? No, this is a white. They've only got white rhino. Oh, they've only got white rhino. But he looks yes. really dark there compared to the other shots. Yeah. They're not, they're sort of not really white. The way to tell the difference is the, um, the black rhino has a pointed lip, upper lip, whereas the white rhino has a horizontal flat upper, upper lip. Ah, yep. Okay. And so he's, he's out, he's having a bit of a rest on his way somewhere. Can you remember what he was doing at the time? They were, they put down straw and also whatever for them to, he's eating. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Great. And so you're also pretty close, pretty close there. Yeah. This is a zoom. This is a real zoom up close shot. Yep. Just wanted the head. Yep. Great. Fantastic. And, um, wow. So oh, that's the, that's the dominant male line. Yep. And he was walking down that that sort of mountain towards us. So, well, he's he's looking you straight in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. What an amazing coat. You really. Can. Yeah, I, I think if people have never seen these things in the wild, I mean, this is a private game reserve. Sure. But it's still they're still in the wild. You know, you just have to see them in the wild. It's not the same as seeing him in a zoo. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's an incredible shot. How amazing. And so can you remember what lens you were using for that? The, all of the ones in the game reserve are the 100 to 400 with the 1.4. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Well, that's just majestic. And you're just, you've just caught him as he sort of, I guess he's stepping up that rock. Yeah, yeah. Straight in the eye. Yeah, they walked right next to the, 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 the ute we were on. And, of course, then they're too close to... To yeah. photograph when they're yeah. that close. So. Yep. Fantastic. Wow. And then, um, ah, so we're back into that night sky. Yeah, that's just a different a close-up view of the trees. You always, to, I mean, the Milky Way on its own would look boring, so you kind of have to frame it in, in the, there's a thing called the rule of threes where the photograph is split up into nine segments. And if you can place your main subject into a segment or along one of these margin lines, it always makes it look better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the other thing is that, um, what they call it, the, uh, I must remember the name. I'll have, I'll have to Google it now. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. The rule of three is always try to frame something in the shot so that it's not just boring, you know, and I guess it helps to tell the story, gives it some context, gives it some position, that kind of yeah. thing. Well, yeah. that, this was in the pitch black as well. Yeah. 
Wow. So those trees just came out because of ambient light from the um, cottages behind me. Okay. Yep. Fantastic. And uh, just... Of course, that Milky Way is nothing like you get in places like Tekapo in New Zealand, which is quite stunning. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you've just been to New Zealand as well. So yeah, yeah. We'll get there. I think you've got a few photos from there. Yeah. And, um, okay, so here's, here's that. That's a beautiful shot of the zebra with the light coming across the mane of the top of the yeah. zebra. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. And are they quite big in real life? No, a horse, size of a horse. Yep, okay, yep. I've never seen one, so. Yeah. You'll have to go, come. I know. Wow, what a... Uh, canola. Yeah. Okay, I didn't quite get the margin straight there. It's, it's, my mouse is not working properly. But that's, that's on the way to Aquila. That's in the countryside in, in Western Cape. Wow. And in the background is snow on... I think that's snow on the mountains. Either clouds or snow on the mountains. But there was snow on the mountains around there. But that's a canola field. Yeah, okay, fantastic. What amazing contrast. Yeah. Okay, where are we now? That's the actual, on the, va on the ute, coming back in the morning, yeah. with the sunset onto the, um, that's the restaurant at the game, at Aquila. And then we were in a cottage, but on the left-hand side is a kind of apartments, flat things that you can rent as well. Okay, great. Okay, brilliant. And it's really nice light capturing. I guess that's the shadow of another mountain. Is that it? Sun yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's a sunrise. Oh, sunrise, yep. Yeah. And you can also see the roof. The roof's all thatch. Oh, wow. So you can get that smell of grass when you go in there. Yep. Great. And oh. Schlonger Pier again, yeah. Yep. Okay. You can see what the people did. These people were moving, and they kind of blur when you slow the shutter down. It's you get a nice effect from them. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? What a yeah. Um, and look, can you swim there or no? Not really. Uh, you can, but swim between the flags. Yeah. And at this time of the morning, there's the lifeguards were just putting up the flags, so people were paddling around. Yeah, okay. But it's this is the Indian Ocean and it's you know, they still have rips and that sort of thing there. Nothing like on the Basque Coast or on the you know, the uh, the east coast of Australia or but it's a beautiful setting there. It's yeah. really nice. Absolutely amazing. And then That's I, just the whole that's the whole pier. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Right. And so, um, and so, is that Cape Town behind it, or somewhere else? This is some stronger rocks, which is just north of Durban. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Brilliant. And so, uh, that sort of mistiness that you get across the water—that's uh, part of something that you did in Lightroom, or is that no. part of a combination? That's the camera just captured. When you. When you slow down the shutter speed, that's the effect that you get from running water or moving water. You uh -huh. get a similar thing if you photograph a, a waterfall with, a, <coughs> with, an N, with an ND for with a neutral density filter. Um, yep. You get this; it turns it almost to a cotton wool, or you know, what do you? 
Yeah, fantastic. But there were waves. There's waves there, but you can't see the waves because it slows them down completely. Okay. Yep. Brilliant. And um, just looking at, I guess, and so I suppose that design of the pier is almost sort of like, it looks like a whale bone sort of design, doesn't that, the, I think it's supposed to represent a whale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and so obviously you've got your tripod there and yep. you've got your, um, you know, your setup. So is that a two minute exposure or? or yeah, that's probably around about the same because it's looking into the sun as well. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. We'll just take a two minute break, Peter. While I, yeah. We'll yeah, no problem. I bring that, those images up again. Now, is there, just thinking about it before I go back in, is there anything that I'm not asking you that I think I should ask you in terms of the um, camera or the angle or anything like that? Is no, no, otherwise it can, it's, I mean, I'm, you know, not being professional, I, but I do know that uh, I like to try and keep things quite simple. Yeah, okay. And I, think I don't want to get too technical with stuff because I'm not really, I'm still learning and... Um, while I've been doing this photography for a long time, I've never really taken it seriously. And so now I'm starting and I just, as long as you know how to take a photograph and to frame things, then yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah. No, I'm happy. Fantastic. Okay, good. Um, so I'll just bring this down a little bit. Um, okay. So we'll just go straight into this last image. And then yeah. Yeah, um, um, we'll go back to, is this all the ones or is there other ones? This includes the ones that you'd sent, yeah? This, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what will happen is we'll go into here. Um, we'll start off the podcast again just by, I'll ask you about this image. Then we're going to yeah. go to Queenstown. Yeah. Um, and then we might stop at the halfway through the Queenstown images and take a two minute break. And this will be okay. called part one. Then we'll yeah. come on with those and do some more. Yeah. 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 All right. And, oh, okay. So yeah. just get this next. <laughs> Great to get a few different animals together. And I guess, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it looks like the elephant is actually eating the, the ostrich behind it. Cause it looks like its neck is in its mouth. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Fantastic, and they're all they all seem reasonably friendly. So we've got the yeah. the ostrich. Yeah. Um, is that a couple of ostriches there? Isn't it? There were yes, there two, and then there's the zebra behind it, and the springbok was also in the foreground. Wow, fantastic! And I guess that's uh, I mean it's a huge reserve, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, so, yeah, it is quite big. It, the, yeah. the game drive is, and it doesn't go everywhere. It, it's about two and a half or three hour game drive. Okay, okay. So you do one and one in the evening and one in the morning. Okay, okay. Wow. That's brilliant. Okay, great. And so so you're there for sort of sunrise and sunset, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Awesome. And then um I guess we are we're going somewhere else. Where are we going to next, Peter? Queenstown in South Island of New Zealand. Okay, yep, great. So it's a completely different type of scenery and different everything. Queenstown is 
really big mountains and snow and it's I think they call it the adventure capital of New Zealand. So yeah. anything, anything you want to do with your body, throw it off a mountain, <laughs> high speed underwater, jump out of anything is all done in Queenstown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I notice some of the people um, when you go there, they're really just they're just there for the adventure, aren't they? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a fun. Ah, this the scenery is is just spectacular, actually. Yeah. Okay. And. Um, just having a look here, where we are yeah. here. Um, so this is in the in the city, in the town, looking across at I think that's the Remarkables. That's I'm right. Not sure. Remarkables. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So just looking across, they're trying to get some of the colour contrast in the water and the mountains and the snow. And I guess you've got some spring colour in the trees there. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Great. And um, okay, all right, fantastic. And then um, okay, that's a great shot. So we're looking at what are we looking at there, Peter? It's looking at where that other shot was taken from. So you kind of was well, just to get a perspective of the color of the water. Yeah. And the the trees, it, you get a really nice contrast there. And it's almost the beach, but it's not. Yeah, and this is a fresh water. Isn't the water always so crystal clear there? Yeah, yeah. It's quite amazing, actually. Okay, wow. Well, this was just a... I was staying in the Novotel Hotel, and this is opposite. It's a fried fish and chip, Eric's fish and chips, but it was a wall. I wouldn't call that graffiti. That's wall art, really. Yeah, yeah. And I was there, the whole rainbow thing was, it was kind of gay week. Okay, yep. So they had a whole lot of, um, yeah, Events. it's a cele celebration of just equality and that sort of thing. So brilliant. I love, uh, yeah, I love the colors. It's a, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, it was very, this is in the um, early evening. So I tried to bring back the color in the top, but I, it's just, I didn't manage. I should have stuck, if I'd stuck a, what they call a soft grad or a hard grad filter on, where it's half, and half, half of it is neutral density and the other half is blank. Okay. You could, then you end up letting more light in on the dark, on the, sorry, the blank side. Yep. But um, I didn't have one on me at the time, so. Okay. Okay, thanks. Thanks. And we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Bill Aronson from The Lost Art of how to find things. Would you like to boost your self-confidence, clarity, and communication skills? The fastest way to do that is to double your memory. Learn how to build new neural networks and upgrade your brain's infrastructure and software. Memory coach and entrepreneur Bill Aronson will show you why it's vital to make this investment in your cognitive ability and will start you on the journey of how by helping you find your precious possessions. He'll explain why improving memory is not about recalling your past. It's to assist you to create your future. Losing and forgetting things is not necessary, and it doesn't support you to live an extraordinary life. So if you're one of those people who spend time looking for things that you've misplaced, Bill Aronson's book, The Lost Art of How to Find Things, Freedom from Forgetting, is a must-have for you. It's available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. That's Bill Aronson's book, The Lost Art of How to Find Things, Freedom from Forgetting. Get your copy now.
Welcome back. And let's pick up where we've left off. We're going to call you back because uh, I know that you've got some other images. You're working through some Queenstown images. I think you've got four yeah. or five you said you wanted to finish yeah. off. Yeah. You've got a couple of shots in the Auckland. Um, and then I'm going to ask you for some advice on some of the photos of, uh, from Auckland that I've taken in terms of what you might do in, uh, I guess it's Lightroom that you use, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we know that I'm no good in Lightroom. <laughs> so we're hoping to get some tips and tricks. So we'll yeah. get to a call back at some stage very shortly, Peter, while uh, okay. I get my Auckland images and you get the other three or four Queenstown ones that you've got together, yeah? Okay, no problem. All right, we'll catch you again soon. Cheers. Thanks for joining us uh, for that with Peter. Uh, quite a trip, obviously, that he's had. And it's been uh, really something we wanted to do here at Eat Magazine for some time is do this uh, visual uh, walkthrough with Peter. Uh, certainly be able to share that with you. And so it's it's been really good that you've been able to join us for that. And um, you may also notice that we're about to go through an upgrade on our website, which is at eattmag.com. And uh, so we really encourage you to, uh, once that starts happening, uh, get in there and have a bit of a look around uh, and maybe even uh, give us uh, a few uh, tips, a few uh, things that you may find easy to find or difficult to find as we begin to roll this out. And so uh, you can do that by getting in touch with me, Cullen at eatmag.com. I put the links into uh, this podcast for Peter's uh, his award site and also for his Instagram. And so we certainly look forward to seeing you on Instagram as well and uh, our other social medias. So we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. If you're a listener in the US, you can simply text the word EATMAG, which is E-A-T-T-M-A-G. And if you want that in Echo, uh, Art, Technology, Travel, M for Maggie, A for Apple, G for grapple, uh, it's eat mag, and you can text that if you're in the US now to 1480-418-1411. If you're in Australia, you simply text the word eat mag to 61428-479-700. If you're in the United Kingdom, in the UK, Scotland, England, Wales, you can text Ireland as well. You can text eat mag to double four. 7903567718 and if you're in Canada you can simply text eat mag to 15878004323 and you can just replay those numbers i know it sounds like there's a lot of numbers in there but wherever you are you can just text eat mag from those four countries if you're in there and we'll um, send you some instructions and you can basically subscribe to our updates that way so really pleased to finally get that off the ground and uh, thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next time